Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Community Garden Revolution. My name is Mary Huckel. I'm so glad that you're here today. We've got a great guest, and they're from Canada. I told you last week that we would be having BC Greenhouse here from Canada in the house. And we've got Angela Drake, who is the marketing director there, and she's going to tell us all about BC Greenhouse. They're greatly priced, I believe. That's why I was attracted to uh, what they have to offer. And she's going to tell us how they got started, where they're located, how you can connect with them, what their um, uh, website address is, uh, information like that. And then tell us how they got started and also what kind of things are great for people to be able to grow at home. Angela, welcome aboard. Hi, Mary. How are you? <laughs> well, it's a rush day. My mom and I uh, went uh, grocery shopping, and we got back 20 minutes ago. It's going to be uh, isolated tornadoes. We just got in in time yep. because now it's starting to rain like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> so oh I'm glad goodness. I got here. <laughs> here I'm, here I'm worried about the gal from Canada. <laughs> well, yesterday so gal, tell us about. <laughs> Go ahead. You got, to, you got snow, didn't you, snowed. up in your all's area? It rained, it snowed, it hailed, it did everything yesterday. Oh, my gosh. So it did hail, too? It did. We're we're located just outside of... Yeah, I know. We're just outside of Vancouver, B.C. So in the mountain range, you can get lots of different weather patterns. That's what we're supposed to get uh, in the Midwest here. So, like, from St. Louis up to about Ohio. Uh, so uh, we, I mean, we dashed around like you wouldn't believe, gal, and I got some potting soil, so that was good. But as far as anything else, I didn't get it. But uh, it's such such a delight to have you all. I was, uh, I don't know even what I was looking at, some kind of uh, thing on the Internet, and your ad popped up. And I went, oh, good, a greenhouse company. And because I try to look at the different varieties so that people have different choices. So uh, the uh, Hartley Botanic folks, we uh, usually interview once a year, and they're from uh, England, and uh, Mom's been over there a few times, and we've also had a greenhouse for about 30 years in the back of the house uh, that you just walked in the back door at one time and now walked into the greenhouse, and uh, then you had another door that we walked out of that we could go outside, and we did a lot of plants there that we'd go ahead and seed or we'd go ahead and nurture them and then also store them for the wintertime and then put them back outside. And we had a garden that was about 50 feet by about 20 or 30 feet wide. And I uh, just found some pictures this past week. As a matter of fact, we were cleaning out some stuff for my mom because I help her out. And uh, it was amazing how much gardening we really did. We couldn't believe it. <laughs> but we loved our greenhouse. It was an oasis. It was a place where we could just go for a zen kind of peace, you know what I'm saying? It was just okay. one of our favorite rooms. So uh, basically tell us how you all got started, what you're doing there in uh, Canada. Uh, I think you're uh, – don't you have an office also in, like in Washington or something, uh, Washington State? We we do have a mailing address there, yes. So, I mean, BC got Greenhouse it. Builders, we've been around a long time, since 1951. So we're actually a family business. Um, the, the current owner of the company took it over from his dad in 1995. Um, we have lots of family members that work here, um, and we actually drop ship greenhouses all over the world. So Wow. We, oh, we exciting. Do. That's exciting, have, gal. I, go is. ahead. 
We have um, yeah, Go greenhouses ahead. in Australia, Chile. We have a very um, wonderful dealer in Sweden, and he does very well there. We actually just um, hmm. last month shipped uh, 20 greenhouses to Iceland. Oh, my goodness. Now, isn't it in Iceland where they have the uh, seed vault, uh, Greenland or Iceland? I think they it's do. Iceland, maybe it's Greenland. They've got the seed vault, and then that's in case if there's something tragic that happens uh, yeah. throughout the world, then you can go there and pick those seeds <laughs> that are uh, prone exactly. to your uh, nation. And Syria is the only one that's had to uh, draw from it uh, because of all the devastation they had there. That is mm-hmm. exciting. So uh, mm-hmm. what I liked about it is that you had quality construction for the pricing, and yeah. you had neat designs because that's why I love Hartley uh, Botanic is because the old English style and the, you know, the old sure. English looks, you know, that kind of thing. And yours is yeah, contemporary and old, old style. Yeah. So the interesting thing about us is, and one of the reasons why people choose us is the strength of our greenhouses. I mean, we our standards, so our entry level, 85-mile-per-hour winds, and we start at 32 pounds per square foot for snow. We can go up to like 140 pounds per square foot for snow. I'm not sure why you would live there, but we can <laughs> rate the greenhouse. That sounds strong. We, have, we might have to go there in case we have a certain kind of war or whatever. <laughs> we'll look it up. Yeah. Well, we do. Oh, that's we awesome. That is awesome because yeah. I've seen some flimsy ones over the years, and yeah. uh, ours was kind of built uh, as an external room. Uh, it was already with concrete mm-hmm. pad because uh, that's where we yeah. would take off our shoes uh, in the uh, you know when we did gardening or whatever we did. And so my stepfather just went ahead and uh, built it on top of the pad, and they might have extended it a little bit. Can you tell us? Uh, it, are you seeing the attached or the detached uh, as a trend that people are doing? You know what? That's a great question. So one in five of our inquiries are for home attached greenhouses. Which is a considerable Just one out of number. five. One out of five. And wow. So keep in mind those numbers in the last five years. We may have seen one in 15 five years ago. But now, because people are trying to optimize their footprint, they're not flipping houses as much as they used to. Um, they want to grow their own food. Um, we're really seeing a, a huge trend in home attached greenhouses, and it's one of our specialties. So. That's a good thing for us. <laughs> and that's that's wonderful. Now, what are the sizes? Like if a person um, see different, uh, what I was trying to say, uh, planning codes or zones, you know, that people yeah. are in, uh, they have different rules per town of what they allow and not allow, you know, that kind of thing. And also where you live, sometimes the subdivision won't allow this or that on your yard or whatever. But what are you seeing as far as a good size or two uh, that people are putting in the backyard or a side or whatever they're putting them? Uh, what kind of size things are you all looking at that people are saying, you know, I can do that and I've, it's the right price for me? What size kind of thing are you are you uh, uh, seeing that people are gravitating toward? You know, that that's changed like eight too, by ten, ten by twelve. So historically, eight by twelve was our biggest biggest seller, and part of that is for what you just described. Um, most every municipality is different in terms of what they allow for greenhouses, but what we've found is something that's a hundred square feet and less does not require a permit typically. Um, and so eight by twelve has always been one of our most popular sizes, and I think that's one of the main reasons. Um, so it's a great size for just a, a hobby 
backyard greenhouse. Now, having said that, because people want to start growing in their own food, they're actually starting to buy a little bit bigger because they know that <laughs> the bigger the greenhouse right. produced, right? So. Now, do you contract, let's say, let's say uh, the folks uh, see something they like and then they contact you for the uh, the, the kit or the, the you yeah. know, the greenhouse, do they or do you all contract them with a, a general contract that you find or they find uh, to be able to do it? And then sure. do you have electricity in it? Uh, see, ours had electricity because it was an attached greenhouse. <laughs> And then we had our own irrigation, uh, believe it or not, an irrigation system that my stepfather uh, was strung around the the edges where the uh, pots were and so on. And uh, then we had a little sink in there. So uh, what is it that you see that people, other people are doing? Mm-hmm. Because um, you, you know I've seen other I've seen other kind of situations that everybody's different. Uh, what are you all seeing and how they accomplish that? Please, you know, are they getting a contractor? Or are you helping that with that? So 80, believe it or not, 80, about 80% of our homeowners build our greenhouse kits themselves. And so they are really designed to be an intuitive design. So um, it's, you, you can build it as a stick build. Um, an 8 by 12 will take two people a weekend to put together. Um, of course, the bigger the greenhouse, the more custom the greenhouse, the more complicated it is. But typically, that's what we see is 80% of the homeowners do them themselves and or they hire a local uh, contractor. And so we, um, we're we very easy to work with, <laughs> and we really <laughs> encourage those people to call us ahead of time um, so we can talk about the foundation dimensions and ensure that that is correct. Because um, the worst thing that can happen with a greenhouse build is that your foundation is not level because nothing works. Right. <laughs> That's right. So, People we don't really know or realize how important touch. it is. They, they, yeah, they feel so they're important. on a slant, so what does it matter? But it does. <laughs> it's so, so important. You know, you're never going to get your door in <laughs> if it's not yep, level. Yep. That's <laughs> so, right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so we provide, you know, at the beginning, um, really simple, like, line drawings and then foundation dimension specs. And um, when it comes time to work with the homeowner or the the contractor, um, they get CAD drawings delivered with their greenhouse in, as well as written instructions and a DVD to walk you through the process. So it's it's pretty um, – it, there's, there's a lot of material there to work with in terms of the install, mm-hmm. and we try and make it as easy as possible, not to mention we have, you know, our technical support line. And you have some that can be made into, like, sunrooms, I see. And you have some that have a good, strong bottom or base if they wanted to do it uh, detached. And then have the nice, wonderful, and I don't know what the scrolly stuff at the top is called or whatever. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we call that decorative ridge. (laughs) Oh, that's so gorgeous. You know what I'm saying? It's just so gorgeous. It looks so quaint and so, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, you have some, uh, also some uh, uh, detached uh, smaller ones that people can use uh, in some of the uh, things. One is called the Sun Garden, and the other one yeah. called the Legacy uh, that now they those, could use uh, in those community gardens or schools. Yeah, go ahead. And you know what we, uh, the Sun Garden and Legacy, those are the only two greenhouses that we build in volume. Um, and we do that to sort of keep that entry-level price down. Um, and you're right. 
you know, the Sun Garden is a very popular greenhouse for schools made of polycarbonate that's unbreakable for those flying balls and children. Uh, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, right. I mean, and it's a great little greenhouse, you know. For twenty nine ninety five, you've got, you know, 64 square feet of growing space. And the inside of that mm-hmm. greenhouse, you can stage it however you want. Has this interior bullshit. And you've track. got a door to it, which I think I like yeah. Yeah, because Lockable. it shows some kind of um, strength to it. And sure. it gives a unique way instead of having to zip it or unzip it or clip it or whatever that, it gives it a way of looking like it's a uh, uh, stable structure, is what I'm, for what I'm yeah. trying to say, I guess. But I don't uh, know that looks really neat. <laughs> we have this mm-hmm. great photo of four grown men sitting on top of that little 8x8 eight eight greenhouse. And you do. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. You and sure so do. Each, each one of those roof bars, you can put a 50-pound hanging basket. Like these things are strong greenhouses. You know, and, and yes, they are. They, that's why they come with a lifetime warranty, right? Because we get one shot with yes. people. Yes. <laughs> Well, as the thing is, is that I try to tell people, even though they're growing in their community gardens, uh, sometimes it's in uh, co-op areas or areas that um, they're trying to go between jobs. Uh, this mm-hmm. would be a perfect thing for them. We we found a, a gal that's now expanded two uh, big greenhouses, and uh, she started out just making some side money and whatever, and started mm-hmm. growing and growing, and the more grocery stores wanted more fresh, you know, fruits and vegetables for their uh, customers. And so now she has the second one, and sometimes she has a stand outside, you know, on the weekends, and nice. sometimes she doesn't. But she's able to to grow her business. And so I tell people that, hey, if this could be side money for you, sell it to the farmer's market person, sell it to a grocery store. But uh, do, um, you know, look at the options that you can make money. This could be a perfect thing uh, for people to get at a good price and then be able to have a side business. You know what? Every single work day, I have at least one person that says that's exactly what they want to do. They want to grow food. Wow. They want to better their community. They want to donate some of it to the local food bank. And they want to take, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables to market. And and that is a dream for so many people. And, yes. I mean, what a wonderful dream, right? We're in complete yes. support of greening the world, right? <laughs> And providing yes, like oh yes, and finding ways that they can donate. I'm glad that they say that they're going to donate some of their food to people. We do try mm-hmm. to tell them to donate at least a row to your food bank or your food pantry, and uh, give that to people because the need is so great. Uh, just it is. you know, even though we're a plentiful area here in the Midwest part of our nation in the United States, we have a lot of poverty here. And yeah. uh, in my town, particularly, we're below the national average for whatever reason. I think it's because of the wages. Uh, the people around here are too greedy and they like uh, to keep wages down. But uh, one gal that I have on every so often once or twice a year, her area is one out of four. One out of four are hungry. We're one out of five. The national average is one out of six. And then a larger, yeah. uh, a larger city is one out of seven, you know, like a Chicago or New York. Mm-hmm. But um, the need is too great. It is just too great. And there's no reason why anyone in your nation and our nation could could go hungry or should go hungry. Because if I we agree. all pitched in and grew, grow, you know, something was uh, at our homes, whether it's at a community garden, uh, urban farm, small farm, there's no reason, no reason why anyone should go hungry, in my opinion. Well, let me so tell what you, other kind of trends are you Huh? 
This is actually a perfect segue. (laughs) This is a perfect segue. So one of the most encouraging things I'm seeing is horticulture, permaculture, agriculture programs going into schools. And so we receive so many requests for greenhouses for schools for children to learn how to grow fruits and vegetables. I don't know if you're familiar with that program called the Edible Schoolyard, but we've done a few projects with them. And to see these inner-city kids learning that, Food comes from the ground, not from a grocery store. Um, the edible schoolyard, I'll have to look that up. Oh, honestly, it's just wonderful. We have a project in uh, Brooklyn, and uh, PS216, and they huh. – one of one of the things that was communicated to us at the beginning was that these children, due to food quality and obesity rates, their lifespan was, in the first time in history, less than their parents. And yeah. that struck me so much. And so to see these kids in the dirt, having fun, learning how to cook, it's just incredible. It's really, really encouraging. Oh, that's a great program. That sounds great. It's called the Edible Schoolyard. That is mm-hmm. great because I know when I first started my shows uh, back in 2014, someone said we have to teach uh, the children that uh, food does not come from the back of a large uh, grocery store chain, you know, in the back mm-hmm. in the back room. And I was yeah. like, what? Because <laughs> I was around farms, you know, as I was growing up, I was like, what? <laughs> Mm-hmm. But evidently there's a whole group of kids or whatever they all think. It just comes from the back of the grocery store, and all of a sudden it appears there on the ground. You know, I'm like, well, how do you grow it? I mean, it, you know, but everybody's got different, you know, education or ideas. So mm-hmm. uh, on your sizes, I see so many different uh, sizes that you have in the catalog, and you've got know, a beautiful we catalog. <laughs> we do everything. Yeah, you do. You do attach, detach, and some of them are rooms, or some of them are uh, eating areas that people have made these into. Uh, of yeah. course, uh, I, I like that because I'm from that part, but but uh, I have to think about what our crowd's about. And uh, so basically, they want to find a way to grow their items in a good amount of space so they can get the greatest value. And then mm-hmm. I'm encouraging always uh, for the last few years that if someone wants to make money from it, you can because uh, the USDA, which is the United States Department of Agriculture, uh, they are pushing, uh, coming up with their uh, farm bill, that they try to teach people to grow at home, okay? And we're also trying to expand the exports for the farmers to try to keep them in business. And then um, we have to, which is what I'm pushing, to make sure that we're feeding our people because there should not be anybody grow- going hungry. There just should not be. So mm-hmm. they're uh, helping them in prisons. They're helping them with the homeless, you know, that kind of thing to be able For to sure. grow food. But, yeah, yeah, isn't that cool? So the school, well, and we we'd love to see more in years. there. Years. Mm-hmm. Long-term care facilities, too, is a huge market. Yes, so yes. Now, the schools, home. they need to, uh, from what we hear, uh, they need to hire somebody that's paid because the teachers are so fraught with so many problems, issues, and, and uh, trying to keep, you know, people from, you know, in line, that kind of thing, whatever. Uh, I would suggest that they should hire somebody to look over that, or we suggested the PTA uh, p- persons to volunteer and look over mm-hmm. things, but they're not paid, so they're not going to be that committed or responsible. You know what I'm saying? You need someone that's going to be responsible. But there needs to be a trend. We see colleges now that are doing uh, food pantries and also more community, uh, community gardens. Um, we want to see more because uh, the poverty rate at the, the colleges are even less than the one out of six that are poverty, you know, that are yeah. Uh, not they're hung, they're hungry they're going hungry so um, 
Uh, I'm for anything that can grow. You know, if we can grow another tomato plant, if we can grow some more lettuce, I'm for it, gal. So, what <laughs> do you see? Any kind of other? <laughs> do you see any kind of other trends that people could be aware of, or what they need to be uh, aware that could be happening? Uh, I like the edible. Um, edible schoolyard. I love the commercial greenhouses that you have. Are you seeing any kind of research or any kind of groups that are trying to do hybrids or any kind of special studies uh, that are using these commercial greenhouses or anything? So there's there's a few different things. I mean, from the commercial end for us, it could be, you know, working with a city works yard, right, to create um, a greenhouse for all of their bedding plants so that they, they're keeping costs down they're saving seeds they're doing their own bedding plants and it you know keeps taxes down at the end of the day um it could be to um actually a really cool project we just did in san diego it's called the idea box and it's this multi-use um work live space and the greenhouse is in the center courtyard it can be used as an office space, a boardroom, a party room. You can <laughs> project. Wow. Um, it's special glass. It was special glass that we created, so you can project images on it. Um, and they're lofts. They're condos. Um, and it's just incredible. Are you kidding me? It's incredible. So it's kind of like a living space? Is that what it's kind of like? Or is it experimental or what? Space. Live workspace. Live so, workspace. Yeah. Yeah, really. Did. That is another, awesome. Another one we did um, in California as well, actually, is a community garden for a new subdivision. And so mm-hmm. um, that becomes a selling feature for these real estate developers. So they're building these That's large right. community gardens where people can go in and have, like, their little raised bed inside the, you know, the greenhouse. It builds community. It Obviously, you're growing your own um plants, whatever that might be, if it's flowers or food, um, and wow, it's just incredible to see. Incredible. Yes, I've noticed that because sometimes they have some land that they can't carve out and make uh, into a house because it's just too small or it's in a weird area, and some of the mm-hmm. developers are starting that uh, here in the United yep. States. I think that's awesome. Uh, what? Uh, what? To, uh, t- do you remember the city or town that was in by any chance? You know what? That was a five-point community. Um, I will tell you in one moment. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I can put that in my uh, May issue uh, for Community Garden Magazine. Great. I have a plug. Okay. Yay. Folks, as you know, <laughs> you can go to www.magster.com. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R.com. And you can go ahead in the health section, look for Community Garden Magazine. And the April issue is already up. And uh, we appreciate it. We're going to put them in our next issue to give them a shout-out about what they all do. And we're just so excited uh, because, again, they're a quality-built product. And that's why I chose them because I know there's some other companies out there. We've looked at them. We've gone through some of the chain stores and looked at them, too, what they carry. And I carry, uh, like, Lowe's and Walmart in my magazine. uh, And we've carried some of those people, those companies uh, in there in the magazine over the years, but the thing is is that I'm looking for something that's going to last for a long time for you all because bottom line, it's got to. This is going to be part of our life. It's going to be part of getting back to basics and it's something we all need to be looking at because if you have a power outage or if you have a whole grid going down uh, or if there's some other issue of natural disaster, uh, like they're finding out in uh, Guam and Puerto Rico, you got to have a way to be able to eat. 
And this is a surefire way of being able to accomplish that. It sure is. So did you find that uh, that uh, town or city by any chance? Yeah, the the project's called Pavilion Park, and it's in Irvine, California. Irvine, yeah, sure enough. Okay, I will look that up. I sure will because um, I've seen at least two others somewhere else, and I can't remember, and I've mentioned it, I think, on the radio program uh, about five months ago or something of that sort, I want to say, but it's been a while. Uh, time flies, as you know, it could have been a year ago. But <laughs> I think it was just about five months ago. But, uh, yeah, and folks, tell tell them how to get one of your catalogs because people, oh, I'm telling you, the information that you find in this is just awesome. The pictures oh, are sterling, and it gives you a great idea of what to do with those uh, with those units. So well, uh, go ahead and give the folks uh, your information. So excited to say that we just did a complete um, – revamp and relaunched a new uh, greenhouse catalog and so um, it literally just came out last week so it's really exciting it's um, been doing really really well <laughs> so that's great too good and you can uh, request that on our website which is bcgreenhouses.com uh, we also have a very active facebook page and we get lots of questions on there there's some great photos um, and it's it's really it's highly responsive so that's kind of fun too Oh, good. Yeah, folks, uh, this is top quality. I'm very excited that they uh, were able to do an interview uh, with us. It's my honor and pleasure. And this was Angela Drake, who's the marketing director of them. Uh, They're at BC Greenhouse. Uh, They uh, are a a company that designs these and can help help you uh, design in your area and work with your contractor if it's something of that size. And uh, it sure has been my honor and pleasure uh, to have you on this program. And we do send it out uh, to the different publications in the United States and also abroad. Uh, So uh, they'll be able to see it too. And we will put it in the next month's issue of Community Garden Magazine so that you all can see a little bit more visually, uh, you know, what's going on if you don't go to their Facebook page or if you don't go to their website uh, but I'm telling you, it's a treat. Uh, it just made me drop everything, and it, it is a treat. Uh, so, so I appreciate, Angela, uh, that you were aboard, and I guess the weather that you all had yesterday, we're getting today. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck with that, and you I wanna... certainly hope nice weather's around the corner for you. Yeah, we do. Yeah, it's funny because our pear trees are coming out and everything's a bloom, and, you know, and other things are trying to bloom and crocuses and, you know, the daffodils and whatever. And you're like, and we're going to have what now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy jeez. Okay, gal. Well, thank you. My honor, pleasure. And, folks, you thank have been you listening so, so to much. Community Garden. Thank you again. You've been listening to Community Garden Revolution. And my name is Mary Hugo, your show host. Your show host. Have a great Community Garden Day. Thank you, Gab. Appreciate it.